0: Have you worried about the possibilities of you leaving insomnia because the trigger is still there? The thing that triggered your sleep struggles is still part of your life. Well, if this is a question that you've had, welcome. This video is perfect for you because this is exactly what we're gonna talk about today. But before we jump into today's topic, I just wanna say that I'm really glad to be back. Uh, For those of you who follow, follow the channel closely, you know that I've been on, you know, summer. We've taken like a summer vacation, uh, and uh, in fact, it was um, you know myself and my family. We we spent uh, about two months in Europe, uh, mostly in Valencia, Spain, where my kids were in uh, in summer camp, and uh, me and my wife were you know picking up some Spanish and just uh, enjoying some time off. It was super super nice, and I'm back here refreshed with lots of ideas. Uh, glad to be back. And uh, with that said, I'm feeling a little bit rusty. Uh, hopefully, I'll, I'll make sense today. Uh, but uh, anyway, really glad to be back. And uh, yes, the reason I wanted to uh, talk about, uh, you know, this topic today was that before, just just before I, I left uh, for vacation, actually, a student in our immunity program uh, a- asked me, she she basically said that you know she had understood why she had insomnia. Uh, she didn't actually tell me what like the kind of triggering event was, but she said something like this, like she said, like Daniel, the trigger for my insomnia, hasn't actually changed. It's still there. Will this, like, you know, the, you know, the the inner work, the education set out of the program, will it still work for me or, or, or should I wait? And you can see that that could be like a, you know, scary proposition. If if somebody said, you know, you have to wait because the, the, the trigger, the stressful thing that started uh, the the struggle sleep can, can, you know, we don't know how long it's going to last, you know, it can be, can be a long thing. So uh, again, in this particular student, she didn't mention what, what her trigger was but I I, mean, I I just wrote down three common ones so so you have an idea of what I'm talking about. So for example, we can say that we ha- we have a breakup, a separation from somebody a, a divorce maybe uh, and, and we can we can easily see that that could be a stressful event that creates trouble sleeping for us and this could be this could be a drawn out process that could, could be could take a long long time or becoming a parent it is a very common reason for us to have some trouble sleeping and you know having a little newborn you don't know when they're going to start sleeping on their own and stop waking up all the time that that could be years right or a health issue that you know there are many things that can that can uh, be stressful and triggering that we don't know how long they're going to last uh, so so again um if we are afraid that there's no way our insomnia can can change as long as we the the thing that triggered it is ongoing that could be like a scary prospect so with that in mind i actually want to give the short answer right away and the short answer to this question is that yes we can leave insomnia even when that triggering event is ongoing so uh, i just want to put that out there right away for anyone that that uh, you know has been frazzled but with that said the short answer is often not as helpful as the more in-depth one so today uh, I broke this class up into three parts. We're going to talk about why the trigger matters first, and then we're going to talk about why the trigger doesn't matter. And then I'm going to share with you my favorite insight uh, when uh, you know when we have students in this situation. So let's jump right in um, and first talk about why the trigger matters. And to uh, to see this, we need to just very quickly review what insomnia is or how it happens. So insomnia really happens typically. When there is a stressful event that keeps us awake uh, and then that's you know a that happens and then b our stressed brain our brain that is you know in this hyper state from the stressful event it's kind of looking out for other threats looking out for, for things to keep us safe from and then it misidentifies being awake as abnormal it's so if we take any of these examples we can take uh you know becoming a parent that we talked about just just now uh, we, we have, you know, we come home from the hospital with a small little baby and, and we're stressed and we don't sleep, you know, for a night or two. And then, uh, you know, the third night or something like that, you know, the brain goes like, wait a minute, I'm not sleeping enough. This is a problem now. And this is the moment where the brain has kind of misidentified being awake as something dangerous, abnormal, a threat, something to do something about. And that is, that is what's going to, uh, keep, um, us having trouble sleeping because, when we're afraid of being awake, when the brain is afraid of being awake, that keeps us awake, which makes us more scared, which makes us, uh, you know, uh, which which creates this uh, loop that we call insomnia. So, so insomnia, the way we define it here, is really uh, a result of a fear of being awake. Now, so back to why the trigger matters. Now, the trigger matters, I think, because it can normalize our experience. So, for example, seeing that the trigger would keep anyone, or at least many, many people awake, that really can lead us to go like, oh, that's true. Maybe it is not so abnormal that I you know, I was awake a lot when I had a little baby, when I went through a separation, when I had health anxiety. It normalizes that experience. And also, uh, when we see that many others who now no longer have any trouble sleeping, no longer have insomnia, they had the same trigger that can also help like really normalize the situation. We're not so scared anymore because we saw that, you know, it happened to many other people that can, that can lead to a great relief. So I think, uh, you know, to, to, to specify this or, or to, to get, you know, narrow this down a little bit or, or, or to share with you what I'm thinking here is that, for example, if one person, uh, uh, you know, hears the story of somebody who like them started having trouble sleeping when they became a parent, that can be like a great, like, ah, okay, I'm not the only one or the, another person had that specific trigger. They're now doing well. That can really great, create great relief. So when I uh, have students, uh, you know, clients, I often ask about the trigger. Well, what happened, you know, and, and this is, this is one of the reason reason. Now, another reason why the trigger matters is that if we have this, like if the trigger is not something like a, a one-time event, but it's kind of an ongoing thing, then it matters because it can, it can explain ongoing sleep disruption if we have again going back to our examples any of uh, sorry uh, here in this one any of these circumstances like an ongoing separation becoming a parent you know having a health issue uh, in any of these circumstances we can see that it is quite likely that we won't sleep well because of sleep disruption anyone who's going through anything stressful is likely to have some more choppy sleep and that is not insomnia that's just you know a normal part of a brain that's a little bit you know um a little bit uh, extra alert it's it's total normal sleep disruption so before we go to the number two here i i thought it would be helpful to go a little bit deeper into the difference between sleep disruption and insomnia so sleep disruption is choppy sleep that is expected given circumstances like the ones we talked about or other circumstances too like pain i i tried surfing for the first time in my life actually more like a week and a half ago and my ribs are still hurting because of that you know when we paddle out like it was it's the the waters were very choppy and so you know i i am not sleeping so well because it's just hard to find a comfortable position that is sleep disruption it's quite obvious so when we you know i i illustrated the the, the obviousness of this by you know, a phrase, so when we have sleep disruption, we may think like, of course I'm not sleeping well right now. It's obvious for this reason. It could be pain or some other stress. Now, uh, insomnia on the on the hand is a sleep struggle that is that has become unrelated to circumstances. And it's not obvious. We're wondering what the heck is going on, why I'm not sleeping. You know, we are in this kind of problem-solving mode. So often, oftentimes that can be a real clue that this is insomnia, no sleep disruption. When we're really wondering why, that's probably that's probably insomnia rather than sleep disruption because it tends to be obvious. Now, with that said, now we've talked about why I think the, the, the trigger matters in a sense that I like to ask about it. I think it matters for coaching purposes, but this, it, 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 you know, in some way, it doesn't matter. <laughs> in some way, it actually doesn't matter. The, the trigger doesn't matter. Uh, and now we're going to talk about why it doesn't matter. So going back to, we, we, we talked earlier about how insomnia happens. A stressful event keeps us, uh, keeps us staying awake, I should say. I realize there's a typo there. But B, it, it is our stressed brain misidentify, uh, misidentifying being awake as abnormal. That's really that what leads to insomnia. So it is B in this case, or in this example, it is B, the misidentification, that is actually what leads to this ongoing self-perpetuating sleep struggle that we cause insomnia. So exactly what the trigger was, again, Makes no difference in terms of how the struggle ends or how we approach it. It's always about that misidentification. So, in other words, um, if I have a student, a uh, client, um, uh, I typically ask about the trigger. But if, if I didn't know what the trigger was, the details of the trigger, it actually doesn't matter in terms of how I would teach or, or coach on that. It is the misidentification. It's like the idea in the brain that. Being awake is abnormal. We have to do something about this. We have to, you know, we have to try to escape this this threat. That is what keeps insomnia uh, uh, go ongoing. And we don't actually, so the, the initial t- trigger, it actually doesn't matter in terms of how we leave the struggle. It's all about like educating the brain that being awake is not a real threat. It is a perceived threat, right? So in this sense, the trigger actually doesn't matter. In other words, the trigger doesn't matter because it cannot cause insomnia. The trigger in itself does not cause insomnia. It's only our thoughts around you know sleep and being awake that that can create the ongoing struggle we call insomnia. So, with that said, uh, we are going uh, finally here to my favorite insight. So, I want to start here. When we learn about sleep and the human mind, and we understand what happened to us, then the fear of being awake fades and then in the context of an ongoing trigger we may still have some expected sleep disruption from the ongoing stressor that triggered a sleep struggle for us so you know we may still have a small baby to take care of we may still have some stress around a separation or a health uh, issue a health issue right we may still have some expected sleep disruption but we don't have insomnia and and the sleep disruption of course it's it's unpleasant it's not something we want to uh, experience but the insomnia is what really creates struggle for us because that's that's an emotional struggle you know and so that was actually not my favorite insight but i just want to kind of kind of complete the teaching here around you know so, so to answer the question that we had from the beginning like will this work uh, for me or do i have to wait that you don't have to work. This can lead to the state where you may still have some sleep uh, sleep disruption, but no insomnia, and that is a huge, huge relief. So, so I wanted to complete that. But, uh, but now let's head to this one. Uh, so, with an ongoing stressor, so this is a common situation. Uh, with an ongoing stressor, it can feel extra difficult to leave insomnia, and acknowledging this can help. I wrote down, and, and this is someone who's saying, you know, hey Diane, like, you know, not only do I have this insomnia struggle. I also have to deal with the fact that I have a, you know, a, a two month old baby. Uh, and I, I think w- when we do have this sort of like, uh, we are in a circumstance that definitely is demanding. It c- it can help to acknowledge this. So, you know, um, to, to so that we don't put that extra pressure on ourselves. When, when we think like, you know, um, Uh, when we go like oh this should be easy even if I have these five stressors then we're putting pressure on ourselves you know then then it becomes harder because we're like this should be easy but we're like this is not the the, leaving insomnia in itself is not easy and now I have a circumstance that's not easy on top of that just acknowledging that yeah this is not easy for anyone and just having expectation that that it won't be easy actually in a way it makes it easier because then we don't have that extra pressure of like, it should, you know, it should be easier. Right. And that was also not my favorite insight, but here it comes. This is actually my favorite insight. So again, you know, we, we see how, how we can see things differently, but I found actually many times that the student that is, that often is, is, you know, does quite well is is a student that actually has some type of ongoing stressor and and specifically the one we just talked about actually the 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 person who just became a parent for example and the reason is that with an ongoing stressor leaving insomnia can actually be easier because that stressor demands our attention and so i this is my favorite insight because it's counterintuitive but i believe this is very very true i've seen this many many times that when I had a, a when I have a student who, for example, became a mom for the first time or the second time, it doesn't matter. Like the, the somebody became a mom, mom, for example, then that person is not only dealing with all the demands of you know having a little baby to care about, but also like now has this struggle with insomnia. But the thing that can actually be helpful here is that as soon as th- there's this insight happening that ah, being awake is not a threat. Oh, this is all a misunderstanding then the attention shifts because there's something demanding attention you know which is different from somebody who who may not have that much else that is demanding attention you know I don't, let's say somebody who's who's retired or or something like that that can actually in a way be 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 tricky because the mind is this problem solving machine and when it's gotten this idea that we're we're in danger there's some threat going on if there's nothing else that is demanding our attention we can we can end up in this kind of like uh, you know, problem like internally problem solving mode. So, in a, in a, you know, for anyone who thought, like, you know, I have this ongoing stressor and that's going to make it impossible for me to leave insomnia. Well, as odd as it sounds, it can actually be the opposite. Because again, as soon as our brain realizes that, okay, being awake is not a threat, that doesn't need our attention, there's something else that wants that attention from us and it can actually be something helpful. So, I wanted to share, it with, you know, end with that a little bit. Um, paradoxical you know insight that i hope will be helpful but with that said happy i was back i hope uh, even though i felt kind of rusty today i hope this made sense and as always uh let us know in the comment section what you thought anything you know any any questions any anything that that uh, you know you felt uh, resonated with you just just leave it in the comment section i always really very appreciate it. and with that said Look forward to being back. Uh have many, many uh, ideas for new content. We have some great guests coming on for, for our Talking On Swami episodes. And uh, yeah, again, just happy being back. And uh, look forward to seeing you soon. Onwards and inwards.